Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, made from us, made from the music. We'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Secure the Bag. Some might say securing your bag is synonymous with stacking your bread, getting your money, or collecting your coins. On our show, Secure the Bag means much more. With us, it means winning today, every day, finding and pursuing our purposes, taking full control of our lives, and having a damn good time doing it. That's right. We don't have all the answers, but the beauty is we will find them together because no matter what's in yours, we are here to help you secure the bag. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Secure the bag. Hey, yo, Will, today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks, y'all, for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. Man, 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 crazy times right now, man. We got this COVID-19 coronavirus keeping all of us locked up indoors. Um, So thanks for making time to listen with us. Um, We're getting back at it. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, some crazy changes um that we've all experienced uh you know working from home for most people for those that aren't big thank you to the health professionals the first responders all the essential workers going to work day in and day out um to keep the rest of us moving and shaking um big changes in our personal lives uh we'll cross country now cali dude um so big changes there but thank you all for uh getting back with us today yeah, man, this this has been crazy. It's been a little hiatus between our, our last show, but I think it was it was well deserved and well needed after a successful year last year. We we oh, set some goals sure. and I think we crushed them for sure. But you know you can't can't crush those goals and stop. You got to crush, reset, refocus, and reattack. So that's what we're getting back to now, back in attack mode. So and I, I know that you mentioned. You know what's going on right now, but can I mention one of my pet peeves, yo? What you got? Everyone saying these times. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why does everything during these times? These times, like, oh, bro, please, can we not? <laughs> why is that your pet peeve? I, I don't know. It's 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 a really bad pet peeve, <laughs> especially since like I hear it on the radio, I hear it on the news. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to YouTube because just listen to music on YouTube or something because I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know I probably said it at least 20 times today talking to clients. I'm not going to lie to you. So good thing you ain't one of my clients. <laughs> oh, no. You you'll get zero money from me. I, I'd fire you on the spot. <laughs> Man. But, you know, we, we, we have a few topics today. And one of them is a mom setting up her son. So that he doesn't have to be employed by anyone else. And he can say these times as much as he wants to. (laughs) Ain't nobody to fire him. So, well, I know you you brought this story to me. But, you know, a mom was looking out. She did what she had to do to secure her bag. And then we always talk about generational wealth. She put her son in a position financially to set himself up. But she also took it a step further and made sure he knew how to do it. And he was doing it himself. He gave her... she gave him all the pieces he needed. So you want to go ahead and tell people about the story? Yeah, so so there was a mom. And I actually I read this story online, and I just thought it was great, especially for Secure the Bag. 
um, there was a single mother and she had been collecting all her child support checks over the course of 18 years and she didn't spend any of that money. She saved all of the money and when her child turned 18, she paid for him to get his CDL license and you know be able to become a professional trucker and used all of the money to pay for his own rig. So now he can be his own boss, be a private trucker, um, be able to drive cross country with all the training that he needs and everything's paid off. So it's all profit, no student loan debt, no debt for the truck, nothing to, to have to pay back for classes or any of his education. He can just make money, live his life. And I'm sure he's sending something home to mom too. Oh, you have to take care of mom, especially after she take care of you for that way. Um, and what's great about that, I'm assuming, I didn't get the chance to find this out uh, before the podcast, but I'm assuming he's running this as a sole proprietorship, which means you can have your DBA, which you're doing business as, your DBA name. Um, you can have that either as your own personal name. So, Will, if it was you, you could have it as Will Harkins Trucking. Or you could also have it as, you know, Win Today Trucking. It wouldn't really matter, but you're a sole proprietor, and that impacts how you do your taxes. That um, also influences the way that you're getting paid. Like, you are the sole owner. So you have sole responsibility, but you also get all of the benefits from that business. So good looks, moms. Hope the son appreciates it. And like you said, it's given back to mom. But this is this is something that we always talk about wanting to do ourselves. And we want our listeners to do this for their future kids or the kids they already have. Um, and actually create that generational wealth. And the, again, that wealth isn't just a financial wealth. It is also the knowledge so that they can continue to grow that and have that for generations to come. You got anything on that story? Any Anything else on that story, Will? Because that's, that's fire. I love that. No, nah, man. I, I really think that it, it should kind of set a blueprint. Like, no matter what your situation is, there's always the opportunity to kind of set up the person coming after you. And you know what else is great about son? this? This, yeah. this can be applied to a couple different other industries very easily. Um, I know a lot of people, we're not really going anywhere right now. So we're not going to different buildings and walking into our office at work or students going to their classes at school. Um, but when you are back to normal and, you know, before uh, the coronavirus had us all locked up in our houses, you used to probably see vending machines when you would go out to different places. The vending machine business is another business that is great for people to hop into. Not a lot of upfront capital, but... You know, you figure out the system, you come up with your processes. It's a business that you can actually make a decent amount of money in. Um, I only know that from listening to other podcasts and following Instagram accounts from uh, people who are in the vending machine business. So not at all an expert in that field, but there's definitely a way to organize that business and structure yourself that you can make some money off that. This trucking business is a great business uh, opportunity. Like Will said, you pay for the classes, you get the license, you own the truck outright for a few thousand dollars, and you can be in business for yourself, doing everything on your own. You pay for your insurances, you already have the truck paid off, and you're getting paid to go up and down these interstates and deliver packages safely to people, and you will get some money in your bag from that. And another one, one that we're both working on personally, is real estate. With yeah. all three of these, the great thing is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with anything brand new. You have to be disciplined, 
and you have to put your processes in place and stick to it, but you don't have to come up with anything on your own. You just have to go out and have the small wins every day to get to that point where you can be in one of these businesses. So that's what I love about this mom figuring that out for her son, and I'm sure that her son is going to pass this on um, down the road so that, you know, this isn't just a one-generation thing or something that he has to go to work nine to five for someone else. He's doing this for himself, for his family, and to show love for mom. So I love the story. What else is next? Yeah, and it, it's really practical, too, because, you know, we we all grow up. We, we want to be football players, basketball players, baseball players. But, I mean, to, to actually have something that is sustainable like this is great. It's great. But speaking of wanting to be a sports star, when's the last time you watched sports? <laughs> Yo, Will, no lie, no cap at all. Yesterday, I was scrolling through on TV. It was the first time I put the TV on all day. Scrolling through, and I saw the 2017 NFL draft. I don't know who remembers that draft, but Miles Garrett That's went Deshaun number one Watson, overall. Right? Deshaun Watson was, was he 10? that year? Same year as Leonard Fournette? Okay. Well, that like, was a draft that was... How do you remember was... Leonard Fournette, but not Deshaun Watson? Because <laughs> I watched it yesterday. <laughs> so you and he was fourth. He was fourth was overall. I, I turned it off after that. But the reason I put it on is because that draft was held in Philadelphia, less than a mile from where I live now. And I was at that draft. So oh. I put that on. I watched the intro. I was like, oh, this is dope. They're showing love to my city. Um, this is something that I personally remember being at. Um, so this is cool. Like, I'll, I'll watch the intro like 30 40 minutes go by and they're only on the fourth pick and i was like man i gotta do something different with my time i can't i can't sit and watch a draft from three years ago um but yeah that's how hungry i personally am for sports and i know they just put out the first two episodes of the mj documentary we'll talk about that on a separate episode but oh it's great it's great it's amazing and it's just gonna get better and better but sports are not live right now which is the craziest no. thing because it'd be such a busy time for sports. You would have recently had the Kentucky Derby. You would have had the Masters. You would have had the start of the MLB season. You would have the end of the regular season for the NBA and the NHL. You'd have playoffs for both those, basketball and hockey. You would have had – we missed out on March Madness. I feel so bad for the high school and college students that are you know, seniors that won't ever have the opportunity to finish out their senior years. So you have all these different situations and – the only live sport that we had was the WWE recently. And oh, yeah. We, we got WrestleMania this year. But how crazy was it to watch? I, don't, I personally didn't watch it, but I couldn't imagine yeah, watching watch that sport in particular with no fans because it's such a show. It's all about the entertainment and the live audience factor. And it was literally just people in a ring with none of that. So the only thing that we got close to having was the UFC. Dana White was really, really pushing. He was talking about buying a private island or going to tribal lands and flying everyone in, quarantining and having um, a UFC fight night on one of these islands that was basically um, quarantined on its own. So we got really close to having that, and then it was shut down. There's a lot of pieces on this that I want to talk through, so we'll go ahead and start it up. Yeah, so... 
think you, you got all the key points. You know, the UFC really wanted to have this event to fill in that gap, have their athletes continue to compete, and do it in a way that was really creative to get around the quarantine rules, but really wasn't in the spirit of quarantine. And I think the governor of California said it best that it would be taking away medical resources from the rest of the state for, you know, something that was just for entertainment. Um, but in all of his work to get everything set up, you know, some of the bigger bosses, ESPN, which is owned by Disney, you know, they, they kind of put a stop to it. They, they were saying that, hey, with the, with the landscape that we're in, with a pandemic across the country, there is no way that we condone being able to show, you know, any live sporting events that are looking for ways to get around the rules. And there's other events. I know there's a, a dirt racing event that's happening in South Dakota. And South Dakota right now does not have any stay-at-home rules. Um, but they capped the event to 20% of its capacity. So 700 tickets are sold. But to even go to somewhere where there's going to be a crowd right now uh, is not the best decision. But we've been seeing protests about it. So there's a lot of different ideas about how to combat the coronavirus right now, but definitely lean towards the medical and scientific professionals here. But why was WWE able to hold their event, but the UFC wasn't? I think and it I'm comes sure down Vince to, McMahon... comes down to oversight, in my opinion. Like, UFC wasn't the one to shut this down. The WWE obviously didn't shut their own thing down. A lot of the decisions are being made across the country, whether it be political, businesses, sports and entertainment. A lot of it has to do with money and contracts. So you're weighing on one side but of the But the WWE scale. fired some athletes. Like, Kurt Angle got fired. What did he get fired for? Uh, they're, they're cutting athletes and, and cost-cutting moves for these times. And that makes even more sense that they were the, you know, they were the ones to be able to, to actually go through with their pay-per-view event because they're strapped for cash. I know their stock price, if you want to you know, take it in that direction, their stock price has been plummeting for the past probably four or five months. I'd have to actually look and see when it started, but it is down a significant percent. So they're not in a great spot right now. And I'm sure this, you know, not being able to have their events that they already probably sold tickets for, had contracts out with uh, TV revenue that was already completed. They had contracts with their athletes. Um, I'm sure they have executives and employees that they have to pay. So, like, they're on, the, they're on the rope for this money to be coming out, but they don't have money coming in. So it makes sense why they were pushing so hard to have that event. And then on the flip side, the UFC, I don't know their financials um, – that in depth but you can imagine that they have the similar situations like all the sports and all the businesses and pretty much every person on it on a micro scale has they have bills that they have to pay and they don't have income coming in so ufc was trying really hard to push this through um but it came down from espn and ultimately from disney to actually be the ones to shut it down like the ufc and the wd wwe were on the same playing field they both wanted to host their events they both wanted to have the revenue whatever way they could, whether it was um, – they knew it couldn't be in front of fans. So it wasn't going to be ticket revenue, but they could have the TV revenue. And the WWE got to have that. The UFC didn't, and it was only because a more responsible company, in my opinion, 
came through, ESPN slash Disney came through and was like, hey, we're not doing this. You can go buy this island, you can have it on tribal lands, you can pay all this money out, but we won't televise it, and therefore you won't make any money. So that's what it came down to, in my opinion. It wasn't the UFC being responsible. It wasn't WWE being responsible, because they weren't. They actually did this and put people in jeopardy and ended up firing um, the athlete that you mentioned. Um, so thank you for ESPN and Disney to coming through and um, you know stomping that out before it got uh, what could be potentially very, very uh, negative for a lot of people. Kurt Angle is an Olympic hero, and they just fired him. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's wild. It's so interesting to me what is happening with from one business to another. Um, some businesses are really, really shining, and like I feel like every time I put the TV on at night, you're seeing commercials are very topical right now. You have car companies saying like, "Hey, you can if you need a car, we will give you a car. No money down, no interest up front for the first X amount of months." Um, I've seen a ton of that. I've seen a lot of movements towards making sure that the small businesses are, you know, still getting traffic and having people, you know, get delivery or takeout um, to keep those businesses opening and thriving. You see a lot of, um, you know, honestly, just like not even for selling a product or a service, but just like thank yous to the first responders and all the essential workers. Um, and people are actually paying money to have those commercials run just as a thank you. Um, so there's some businesses that are really, really setting the example. And then you have other businesses that are just the complete opposite. One that comes to mind uh, on the opposite side is Wells Fargo. Um, I know someone personally who their business was, they banked with Wells Fargo for 25 years. And when they went to go get their SBA, their small business loan, um, they were actually set, shut down by Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo got a large amount of money. I think it was $1.5 billion from the government um, in this uh, stimulus package that went out for coronavirus. And then they Wells Fargo turned around and refused to do SBA loans for a lot of people simply because it was too much work and not enough um, financial return. So, you know, there's just some businesses that are out there only about the money. And there are some that are doing some great things. And, Will, you found uh, another company that's doing – on the flip side of that, Wells Fargo. They're, uh, they're on the right side of this. They're coming up with new and creative ways to not only help their employees or contractors, but to also you know, make sure that other jobs that need to be filled right now are being filled. So you want to run through what Uber has been doing? Yeah, man. you you, you got to give Uber a, a ton of credit. Um from them getting into the freight industry. I know that we just talked about at the beginning of the show about trucking. They have the freight industry on that Uber is kind of taking over. So where if you're an independent contractor, you're able to pretty much find your shipping routes and trucking routes through Uber. Um, they have Uber Eats where everyone knows that, you know, you can get food and they have different promotions. Like during the virus, there was zero uh, delivery fees. So, you know, you were able to just get your food, but you still had those service fees that pretty much like tripled the price. But that's aside from the point. <laughs> but Uber continually evolves and kind of seeks out where this dollar can come from. And since their platform is matching people with a need, that's exactly what they did. People with a need and pivoted to the gig economy. 
So previously, when your options may have been like to look for someone to do work on like Angie's List, Craigslist, um, Facebook, now Uber or Fiverr, now Uber is making it so that you can start to find people to be able to do different jobs for you outside of driving through their platform. So pivoting to not only ride sharing, but the overall gig economy as a whole. And I think what's great about, you mentioned the platform for Uber and, you know, say what you want about these bigger companies that are collecting all this data. And a lot of times they do have some issues. Like we have talked about Uber before in not such a positive light. Um, but here they're doing the right thing. And what's great about their platform is it's so large and it's so well integrated into society already that they don't have to start from the bottom. And that's why I love to see these big companies doing the right thing right now because they have the platform, they have the resources, and they're already uh, – there's so much social awareness around them that they are able to just pivot quickly. They're able to adapt and solve the problems that we're experiencing and facing as a society right now as opposed to starting at ground zero, building up that platform, getting social awareness, having buy-in, and that would just be way too long and of a process. So I love to see these larger companies just pivoting and being comfortable with all the ambiguity and all the changes that are going on right now because that's what we need. That's how we're going to get through this. I personally don't think we can bank on our government to do anything that's going to actually help this in a long term, at least the federal government. Um, and that's a whole separate, completely different podcast, not even a different episode. That's a completely different podcast that we can do on that situation. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I've been very impressed with a lot of businesses that are doing the right thing and putting people ahead of profits. So it's funny that. that you mentioned the government as well, because Uber recently won an $800 million contract with the government to be yeah. their official rideshare provider. <laughs> and so Uber and the government have not always around. gotten along, which I thought was so ironic. I mean, when you really think about, and this is another, like, way to be like a small business if you run your own consulting firm um, or consultancy at all. Uh, there's government contracts and you compete for these government contracts and they basically award these contracts based on if you're a small business, woman-owned, veteran, minority-owned, but also based on whether or not you can get the task done. Yep. So when the federal government puts out these calls, calls for proposals or RFPs um, <laughs> as they're called <laughs> you can you can put in your bids for these and these are very complicated documents and you have to put in these proposals but when the government's looking for a rideshare partner like who are you really going to go with like you do ha you have to go with the market leader and I know that there's a lot of contention over, um, I believe it's a, a trillion or maybe a couple, a trillion dollar. I don't even know what the number is uh, for one of the programs with the government. And Amazon just knew that it was a shoe in to win it. But I think it went to, to Microsoft instead. Is yeah, that what happened? Sure yeah, it went to Microsoft. Yeah. And anytime you have these big companies competing, there are people in the government and there's people in these businesses that know each other. They... And there's always kind of some speculation about why it went to one company versus the other. But you're right, Will. Like, it is very competitive. And in order to beat out the market leader, you have to have some type of in, whether that's 
you know, something a little shady, um, or if it's you just have a better no way anything shady is going on <laughs> with the government and a big company. Yeah, you're right. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we covered our three stories. I'm going to go ahead and run through um, what my personal takeaways are for each one. You fill in where you want. Um, so the first one, mom hooking up her son um, and helping him get set up for his business. You know, my takeaway is twofold. One, that's what we're all here to do. You want to make sure that we have the generational wealth, both financially and knowing how the game works. So shout out to mom for checking that box for sure. And then the other piece that I want to mention one more time is just that it doesn't necessarily have to be trucking for you. It could be trucking. It could be a vending machine business. It could be, you know, a passion project that you have that you take from a hobby and turn it into a business. And it could be real estate. It could be anything. But it just takes the education and then stacking up your bread so you have the finances to get this started. You got anything on that one? No. When, when I when I read this story, I was completely just floored by the amount of foresight something like that can take. But even if she didn't know it would be trucking, she knew it would be something. And she just exactly. set set herself up to make that decision later. And one thing that I've always said to myself and also said to my friends, always look out for future you. Yeah, and for sure. in this case, she looked out for future her and future son. <laughs> Love it. And then, so like we said, there's no sports going on. So takeaway from the UFC and the WWE. Um my first takeaway is watch that Michael Jordan documentary. It's amazing. Um, the yes. other takeaways are that no matter how crazy things are right now, um, there's also there's always going to be pressure to do something for money. So the WWE succumbed to that pressure. They had their event. The UFC was in the position to do the same exact thing. And thankfully, a more responsible business that they had to work with to get this deal done. And Disney came through and said no. Um, and that takes us right into responsible business of Uber, um, pivoting and um, kind of reinventing themselves in this current social distancing norm, this new norm that we're living with, and taking their built-up resources and shifting it to a different part of the quote-unquote gig economy. So shout-out Uber, shout-out Disney, shout-out Mom. Um, Will, you want to go ahead and give the people the last piece of this one? Oh, yeah, man. So this is our, our thank you to our listeners. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast, or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. We're on all social media platforms. Jordan? Check us out on the Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Look, do we got to get a TikTok? I don't even have one for myself, but I guess that might be something <laughs> we should look into. Maybe have uh, one of our younger cousins run that one because I don't know much about that. <laughs> but no matter what, follow us on Instagram, slide. follow us on social, get at us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We love to hear from anyone that sits and listens to us. So be a part of the community and let's start to win together. That's it. All right. You want to go ahead and close it out with the song? Song of the day. You got one? Yeah, man. You know, there's always a song of the day. And I think this is one that I put you on and you brought it back. And I really appreciate you for it. This song is No Jumper. All right. Here it is. No Jumper. Save the game. Peace. White man told me all I do is jump, jump, jump those expectations with the hugest dump. Acing all my class to show them fools who done. I better get a good review of beauty's nuts.
said we only good for running, now we run the game They still gon' try to do you like a fucking slave Although they may disguise it in another name But really, what's the difference between love and hate? They taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper They taking shots at me, but got no jumper Taking shot, but they ain't got no jumper. Call their blood, cause they ain't got my number. They ain't got my number. Shooting blanks like they don't need no rubber. They need me to sun them. Oh my god, you such a motherfucker. What a motherfucker. Stop the fables. You ain't wild, dog. No, the cops will tame you. The market shame you. The plot to chase you. Run from the cannon, nigga. If the catch up, you a hot tomato. Shots to fatal. I'ma drive crazy like I'm not so stable. They try to stop me in the car like a part, nigga. Not today, though. God got my boss, so I gotta take risks. I don't care, y'all. Taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper. They taking shots at me, but got no jumper. I can fill up, fillin' with the bricks they missing. I can't, I can't fill up, fillin' with the bricks they missing. Swish. That's me, I'm on your reigning threes. You need a poncho, we can go mano a mano, nigga. But I don't believe in your jumper, Bruno Rondo. That's cold like AC, y'all slow like AC in that Bronco. Got the juice, I'm in the finals. Take a shot, we got the bottles. Flash my brothers with the lotto. Hit them well, we must unravel. Take a rocket to Japan, like James Harden, we gon' travel. Kick you in my frying pan, then I'm gone. Yo, Ali got the baseball, please curse all of my foes. Thank you, baseball. Cause I need a shirt shot when I'm going for the win. I'm on the trial and the jury, why the shit? Yeah. Ain't no doubt that I'm going to the pen. I plead no contest, I won't contest it, cause I know that's a miss. No jumper, like a big suicide threat. They ain't no one on the fridge. Whoosh. They taking shots, but they ain't got no jumper. They taking shots at me, but got no jumper. I can't fill up, fillin' with the bricks they missing. I can't, I can't fill up, fillin' with the bricks they missing. I can't build up, I can't build up, build up with the bristling missing.